Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. The cash flow that I generate from my HMOs that I own is one of my revenue streams, but I have nine. I've actually got eight other ways, eight other business models or methods or strategies, if you like, that generate me income. And in today's episode, what I want to do is talk to you about what they are and why and how over the years I've developed them. And this isn't an episode to show off. Today's episode is actually to help you if this is what you want to do. Because actually, I think that having a number of different revenue streams is a really useful tool. And in fact, I think for any entrepreneur, it is now a necessity. It's actually one of my highest priorities in my business and maintaining these and juggling and keeping all these plates spinning is, as you can imagine, quite challenging at times. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about how I maintain them all as well. So please sit back, relax and do whatever you need to do and enjoy today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Okay, welcome back to the show. So today I want to talk to you about the different streams of revenue that I have. These took me years to build. And before we kick off today's episode, what I want to do is remind you of one thing, and that is to focus focusing on one strategy until it's up and running and working and just can be done while you sleep with your eyes closed is the most important thing. This isn't an episode to encourage you to chase shiny pennies whatsoever. And hopefully, as I kind of talk you through what I've done, you can see that this isn't something that's happened quickly for me. Actually, I built something, got it set up and running and then moved on to the next thing. And I want to make sure that you take that away from today's episode. Truth is, I think that building multiple streams of revenue into your business is an incredibly important thing to do. doesn't matter what business you're in or kind of what businesses you own. I think that looking ahead, that is what we all need to be doing if we want to build a stable financial future. So, as I said at the beginning of today's episode, I've actually got nine streams of revenue now. I hadn't actually counted it until I started to plan today's episode. I knew I had a few, 
And that's definitely become more challenging uh, for sure. I'm going to talk to you about that. But I now have nine. Now, I love property and more specifically HMOs because of the flexibility and certainly the scalability and the long-term stability that they provide. And of course, they're asset-backed and I love that. And it's a leveraged asset, which is fantastic. But at my heart, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm always looking for ways to maximize my efforts and my resources and creating multiple streams of income has allowed me to achieve my personal goals much more quickly. And that is because the efforts and the results and that income has compounded very quickly. And that has allowed me to continue to reinvest back into my businesses and back into assets that I own. And for me, I think that that is kind of a summary of exactly why I do it and why I've built those multiple streams of revenue. Once they're up and running and, and they're kind of generating income, that income can be compounded very quickly, assuming that you don't need to live on it. And that gets reinvested back into the business or your next venture and it blossoms and it gets easier and easier and easier. And of course, the most difficult bit is right at the very beginning of your journey, right at the very beginning of the process of starting your first business or buying your first property. All right. So I said that I've now got nine different sources of income, nine different streams of income. So what are they? All right. So before I tell you, it has taken over a decade. I started investing in 2009. So it's taken well over 10 years to do this. So don't for one second think that this happened overnight because it absolutely didn't. And also I didn't set out to do this initially. One thing sort of led to the next and the next and so on. So it's quite organic. The first stream of income is from my own portfolio. So that's my HMOs and other properties that I own. This year alone, I've bought another HMO, developing six flats, which are going to be used as service accommodation. I've got another project in planning that should complete in July. That's for eight flats, hoping to buy another HMO later in the year. So I still prioritise my portfolio and asset-backed income more than anything, like above anything else. So that's still the absolute priority. But in truth, at times over the last sort of 10 years, that's had to take a bit of a backseat while I've focused my attention and efforts and resources on getting some of the other streams off the ground. The second one is rent to rent income. You know, I'm a huge fan of rent to rent. Actually planning on talking about more of that on the podcast soon. So if you're into rent to rent or like the idea of it, then keep an eye out. The third one is standard management income. Essentially exactly the same thing, really. It's managing the same sorts of properties, the same tenants, and of course, it, you know, it's just done in a slightly different way. We take a fee on the gross rental income and then, you know, we've got tenant fine fees and some maintenance commissions and things like that. So that's the third revenue stream. The fourth is the investment and acquisition service. So we work with investors from, in fact, different parts of the world now. We've, we've helped people from all over the world actually acquire HMOs here in the UK and specifically where I invest and where we're based and where we operate. And that's a really a great source of income. We help people acquire stuff, we charge a fee for that. And then we charge a fee for managing refurbishments and then it gets chucked into the managed portfolio. The fifth revenue stream then is the HMO roadmap. This is actually the newest stream that I developed, the one that I've been harping on about for the last 12 months. The sixth is the masterminds that I run. I run two masterminds, one with Jade at B-Space. That's our business and property mastermind. We've got 13 member businesses on there. And the second one is my small, more intimate HMO mastermind, specifically for obviously people investing in HMOs. The seventh revenue stream is my one-to-one mentorship. This has, I've probably done this now for about four years. 
and possibly one of my most favorite things to do. I absolutely love working so closely with people and actually helping them do this, build their own businesses and their own portfolios. The eighth revenue stream is one of my new ones. That's the content subscription service. I create a huge amount of content and use a lot of that content to send to our own landlord database in the form of direct vendor marketing. But of course, I'm only sending it where we operate. So earlier this year, in fact, no, last year, we decided to offer that out to other people around the country doing similar things so that they can send it to their database. So that's that's another great revenue stream. And finally, the ninth income stream is partnerships and affiliations. We've got some great partners that we've been able to monetize over the years as well. So there we go. Nine different income streams or streams of revenue, if you like. Now, what I want to do actually at this point is just highlight how closely related these all are. Building my own portfolio was primarily around HMOs. And of course, those HMOs had to be refurbished and then they had to be managed. And so doing rent to rent and then offering standard management wasn't a huge leap. In fact, in many cases and in many ways, it was sort of leaning on the same resources. It was sort of doing the same thing in a slightly different way. So that made total sense. Of course, it needed a bit more infrastructure to actually do it, and it needed more thought around an office and staff and systems and processes and that. But essentially, it was the same thing we were already doing, or I was already doing it. So it was an easy step into rent to rent, and it was an easy step into standard management. Acquisition and the investment service, once you got ahead around raising finance and talking to investors, that made total sense. Again, it just folded in beautifully because it was all to do with HMOs and then we could offer the back-end service, which is the management. So it just folded in really beautifully with everything that I'd already been doing. I started, I think, the rent-to-rent and the standard management and, yeah, probably the investment stuff around 2015-16. The HMO roadmap, that's the newest one, but... I guess because I live and breathe the HMO stuff, it was quite natural for me to do that. It's already doing a lot of mentorship and the mastermind stuff. So a lot of teaching and support and coaching there. And I'd learned lots of skills and tools and created loads of helpful documents and resources for that. But actually compressing it all into a digital format was, again, I have another really organic step. It wasn't a huge leap. It was just taking a lot of what I already know and have done and experienced and essentially putting it on paper or not on paper in this instance, but you know, putting it on the internet. Masterminds and mentorship. Again, I teach people and work with people who are building HMO property businesses. That's what I live and breathe. It's easy for me to talk about that. All my skill and knowledge and experience is there. I've got loads of contacts and it made sense for me to do that. And again, it wasn't a great leap from doing it myself and investing my own stuff to helping other people invest in that. So it just folds in really beautifully to what I already do. And then finally, the content subscription service and and partnerships. Well, this was stuff that we were already doing. I was creating content already and actually just offering other people that And actually, the first people that I offered it to were were some of my mentees. And the same with partnerships. I was was recommending a lot of people back and forth, but in in quite large numbers, like because of the podcast, lots and lots of you guys are often asking me for recommendations. So it made sense to actually put a partnership in in place and and have an affiliation and be able to monetize that. So all of this stuff, like all of these nine streams, they just fold into one another. And for me, that is just imperative because it makes it so much easier. Let me give you an example. Perhaps you're investing in HMOs yourself. 
And perhaps you're a really great designer. Perhaps you're very creative and you've done some fantastic stuff. Perhaps you're one of our guests who's been on the show and you're doing amazing projects that we all just kind of look at and our jaws just drop. Well, perhaps if that's you, you've got these sort of creative skills and you're great at design, perhaps you could monetize that. Perhaps you could set up a service to do this for other investors and landlords. Maybe it doesn't have to be investors per se. What about if it was just other local landlords, other landlords who are maybe struggling with their properties, their HMOs? You know, there's lots of HMOs in big cities like Leeds and London, Manchester and Birmingham. What if you offered a service to help them and you went in and you consulted them and then helped source and identify materials and furniture and designs? And then maybe you actually helped implement that. And then maybe you actually helped stage that. That is definitely a stream of income that you could generate so long as you could do it consistently and you could repeat that process. Let's try another example. What if you're really good at math and enjoy the deal analysis bit? Perhaps you're an accountant and you're appraising deals for yourself all the time. You're looking at stuff on the portals, you're stacking it up, you're putting it in spreadsheets or better yet, using the deal stack and the roadmap. What if you're exceptionally good at this and particularly enjoy it? Well, could you create something like a deal clinic that people other HMO property investors paid you for? Could they come and talk to you and have you actually appraise and evaluate their deals? Could they pay you for that sort of service? And could you scale that out? Could you offer that en masse to people? I definitely think there's a market there for that sort of thing. I know lots and lots of people are often anxious about whether or not their deals look good, whether they are looking at the right stuff, whether they've missed anything. Perhaps this is something that you could do. But remember, timing is everything. It's really important that you get your first revenue stream switched on, up on autopilot, make sure that it's working without you having to sort of feed it your energy and resource time every single day and then move on to the next thing. And the key to this is the real secret here is systems and processes and building a team. That is the only way that you'll be able to do this. It's the only way that you'll be able to get any revenue stream up and running and switched onto autopilot. Let's take your portfolio, for example. Let's say you've got two, three HMOs and that's your, your initial revenue stream. Perhaps you could outsource the management to a local agent and perhaps you give the bookkeeping to a bookkeeper and that pretty much takes care of of everything. So actually now your asset's set up, there's very little you need to do as a landlord. Maybe you just get involved in the odd inspection and, and sort of periodic improvements, but actually on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, you're not really that involved. At that point, that's a really good point then to think about, okay, what's next? Episode 36 on the podcast. My long-term listeners will know this is a real test, but episode 36 was sort of about how to work less and earn more from your business. And there are sort of nine principles I talked about in there. And honestly, those ideas, those principles in that episode are really what will allow you to sort of build a revenue stream, set it up, move on to the next, build that, set it up, move on to the next. So a quick reminder of what they were, because I think that this is so important here. The first one was the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. So the idea of sort of 80% of your output comes from where you put 20% of your input. There's a lot of stuff that we do that really won't generate that much, but being mindful that sort of 20% of our input, you know, our very best is where 80% of the results will be created. So make sure that you identify your most productive areas, those income generating tasks and activities and focus on them. And execute them really, really well, because that'll get you to where you want much more quickly. If we're not doing that, 
If we're spending too much time on that 80% where we're not generating results, it's really going to slow us down. It's really going to hinder us. The second principle was the 70-20-10 model, and that is so relevant here. Think about having a primary, secondary, and tertiary revenue stream. So your primary might be the actual building of your portfolio. The secondary might be like what was the example we used? The secondary one might be having an interior design service. And maybe a tertiary one further down the line could actually be a project management service. Think about putting 70% of your efforts into the first one, 20% into the second one, and 10% into the third one. And that'll ensure that you're focusing your time and energy and resources exactly where it should be focused. But ever so slightly, just keeping a hand in these other ideas and helping you build and nurture that idea, build contacts and relationships, and help when that transition is ready to actually happen. The third principle was around MITs, the most important tasks or those non-negotiables. Just remember, every single day, there should be MITs, most important tasks and non-negotiable things that you are doing and that you don't miss out on. Number four, the fourth thing, the fourth principle was to eliminate, simplify, automate and delegate. If you don't get this, if you don't understand this and if you don't implement this into your business, into whatever revenue streams you are building, you'll never be able to move on to a second and third and fourth. If you're having to be involved in the delivery of all of it and the actual execution, you just will not be able to scale yourself out of it and onto the next model. So eliminate where you can, simplify things where you can. Property investors, <laughs> particularly in the HMO industry, where we really love to overcomplicate things, too many systems, building systems on top of some systems. Just simplify where you can. Automate. So put automating sequences in place where you can. Might be as simple as when you book viewings, tenants or prospective tenants get a text message saying where the viewing is and what time and a reminder. And then delegate. Get your staff in, get team in, get people in to actually delegate things away to. The fifth principle was about batching your processes. Make sure that when you're sitting down to do certain things, you do a lot of it all at once. So for example, I like to batch my podcasts. It's easier. I can get into a rhythm and a flow. I know the house is going to be quiet when I'm actually recording up in my studio. I only have to set up all the equipment once. I batch stuff. It's much, much easier. I do the same with my finance task. When I'm sort of looking at the P&Ls of the business, I do it all at once. I look at all the P&Ls across all the businesses. And I do it on a particular day of every single month. The sixth principle was to remove distractions. And remember in episode 36, I said, look, turn off your phone, put your phone away. Um, there are other things and other strategies, you know, for me getting out of the office with the team regularly where there was a lot of distraction was really important. And then I could actually focus on my stuff. This will help you be more productive. It'll actually help you deliver the 70-20-10 idea. It'll help get the very best out of the Pareto principle, that kind of eight idea of 80-20. Number seven, sharpen the tools. Always, always, always be looking for areas to actually skill up, to strengthen your knowledge and experience. That's really important. Number eight, start early. It's really important. If you want to build multiple streams of income, if you want to build a business or several businesses or a business with several revenue streams, you need to be getting up early. I'm not saying you need to be part of the 5am club. I'm not, but you do need to be getting up early and getting down to business. It's really, really simple. And number nine, be proactive. Don't be reactive. Look, building a good business and building revenue streams like this is all about being proactive. It's about having the foresight to see 
what opportunities are ahead, what threats and risks are ahead. You know, what's going to make things difficult? What's going to make things easier? Thinking about it at that point in time when you need it is often too late. So make sure you're being proactive. So there we go. Hopefully that gives you a really good idea as to how I built different streams of income into my businesses. And if you want to do this, whether it's in HMO specifically or in property specifically or in a different area of business altogether, then hopefully this gives you a lot of food for thought and a lot of ideas as to exactly how you can do it. And also gives you some context as to perhaps when the right time to start executing on this is as well, because that's just as important as the idea in itself. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget that I'm on hand over in the HMO community. It's our free group on Facebook. I know I remind you every single week in every single episode, but I know a lot of you still haven't joined us yet. So come and check it out. If that's you, come and check it out. I guarantee you will not regret it. You'll find lots of people over there who are more than happy to help you, offer you some guidance and support on whatever problems you're having. If you're ready to level things up, then head on over to the HMO roadmap. That is exactly what you need if you want to take things to a completely new level. Just wait till you see what's waiting for you. I promise, I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And of course, don't forget that I'll be right back here next time in the very same place. So please join me then for the next installment of the HMO podcast. (laughs) 